You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, Black Guy Therapy. We back. And we are here again. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> What's happening? Hello. I interrupt I, I interrupt Todd all the time. I'm sorry. I like doing it because I see he turns red when I do it. Like, motherfucker, shut up. Let me get it in. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Todd. Go ahead. That's okay. I've been interrupted all my life, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> trying to make you laugh, brother. I understand you had a long, stressful day today. <laughs> Welcome back to Black Out Therapy. This is a therapeutic podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, know that we are a therapeutic podcast specifically designed for black men to vent about things that happen in their daily lives. However... We are a podcast. Again, we're a therapeutic podcast, but we're here for everybody. If you want to listen to us, we don't care if you're black, white, Indian, Hispanic. I don't care. Don't as long as you're getting something out of this, um, you know, maybe we can bring some awareness to you or to, to, to somebody you know. I don't know. Absolutely. Sure. But again, you know how we do a black guy therapy, the therapeutic podcast. We Every week we take a topic that, um, that uh, directly affects black men mm-hmm. or affects black people um, the community yeah. in the community, but more specifically black men. Cause we're, we're three black men made a podcast. That's right. To vent stuff about stuff that happens to us. Yeah. Right? So today, mm-hmm. Henry, what would you like to speak about? Really? That's what we're going to do. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. That's we what, talked that's about something before we came on the air and, and that's what happens. Of, I talked so, about a lot of things. So something that's <laughs> should, I say every, should I say everything I talked about while we wasn't on there? No, but <laughs> I'll go ahead and <laughs> no, I'll no, no, I, I introduce it because okay. I, I, I'm going to go straight to you because I want to hear your perspective on it. Okay, cool. So what we was talking about off the air was rap in the black culture. And I, is that hurting us or is that helping us? And Joe, you were saying you believe it was harming us. Yeah. Okay. So you have the floor now. All right. Well, ah, this is such a tough topic for me. Mm-hmm. Just because culturally we grew up on it. It's, mm-hmm. it's ingrained mm-hmm. the same way my hair is ingrained into my scalp. Mm-hmm. That's how hip hop, rap, R&B, it, it's a part of our soul. Our, it's almost a part of our DNA. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what we're made of. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think that we come from a country that was born out of greed and corruption and capitalism. So that means anything that can create a dollar will be corrupted. And I think the initial purpose of hip hop rap has been corrupted over and over and over again. And I think it's gotten so bad to where, put it like this, if you were to listen to the news right now and they said in in Nashville, Tennessee, a man was killed today. What would your first thought be? I don't know if they just said a man. I don't know. Yeah, um, that's that's that's, that's a very here broad statement. Now, that, wait, did it happen in the city of Nashville? In around my point is, no, no, if no. you heard that a uh, let's say it was a black man, a black man was killed today, and they told you this, the whole story about it, how would you feel? I don't know. How am I supposed to feel? I'm I mean, confused. are we talking emotion wise? Like emotionally, you know. Right now, we're numb to a lot of things. Another black man. Say more. Say more about that uh, numb thing. Yeah, it's it's numb to it. I mean, we're we're numb to everything. But that goes to 400 years of of being treated a certain way. Agreed. Now, I'm going to say this. 
I am reminded of a scene from a Marvel movie, The Blick Panther. The Blick <laughs> Panther. Um, I'm reminded of, so my, my favorite, it kind of sucks, or not sucks, but it's kind of interesting that my favorite Marvel character is a villain, right? Or supposed to be a villain. Um, but, uh, but he actually wasn't wrong. Killmonger is yeah. my, uh, is my guy. Yeah. He actually wasn't wrong. Um, he was one mistreated. So yeah. it reminds me of a scene where he just beat T'Challa, right? And he's going through the the ritual where he goes to talk to the elders, right? In mm-hmm. the with the with the flower. Yeah. And he's back in his apartment where he was as a kid okay. growing up. Mm-hmm. And his dad looks at him and he says, "No tears for me." And then he's like, nah, everybody around here dies. Yep. So that's that's where I go when you ask yeah. about that. Yeah. But and and I'm glad you brought because that's a, a phenomenal movie. I think the way it was written was great. Uh, <laughs> a good representation of the culture in general. But both of y'all's answers are exactly where I'm going. We've gotten desensitized. I'll use that word. We've become desensitized to a lot of things. So even so much so that the music that we listen to can be about selling dope. And obviously the dope that they're selling is in the same community that they come from. Like we talked about the Pusha T line that I quoted, whether it's about killing, whether it's about fighting, whether it's about the treatment of women, all of the stuff that we are allowing our, our minds to subconsciously take in, to take in while we're listening to it, we've become desensitized. But see, I think I've spoken on this before. There's no such thing as black on black crime. You're going to commit crime to the neighborhood that you live in. Yeah. You don't hear no if if it's black on black crime, there has to be white on white crime, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, agree with you. I mean, they might not be broadcasting what they're doing, but they're selling drugs to each other in their community. Mm-hmm. They're oh, yeah. killing each other in their community. Absolutely. But you know, we don't have control of the media outlets. Mm-hmm. Now, back to what you were saying, if you hear a black man got killed, or if you hear a man got killed, or anyone gets killed, the media is going to find us find a way to spin it to make you believe it was a black individual that committed that crime. They always going to it because like I said, I've said it before on this show. Now, when there's mass shootings, you don't hear. When when, when they know it's not a black person, you don't see a picture of that individual. You just hear a developing story. Mm -hmm. Two or three days later, this is the individual that done it. Mm -hmm. Let a black person do a mass shooting. Fifteen minutes later. Fifteen. What they waiting on? (laughs) Two minutes. As soon as they have. This is who we think done it. Yeah. Boom plastered all over the media everywhere mm-hmm. so i mean to me yeah music and some of it is some of the music that we that, that comes out it's a little harsh mm-hmm. we, we could do it, but i say more of how we treat our women but, opposed yeah. to people growing up in their surroundings because we weren't given opportunities so we think that's the only opportunity that we have because we are going to be accustomed to the things that we see growing up as just the way of life yeah now if we seen People going to school, people in the in the NBA, you, you see that, and we got a lot of players going. We got a lot of people going to school, a lot of people going to the NBA league and rappers because that's think they think that's all that they can be. Right. So it's a, we're pr- pretty much a product of our environment. Right. And I I'm glad you said that because that's exactly where I was going to go. Mm-hmm. We are a product of our environment. Mm-hmm. Who created the environment? In the sense of. The environment that we exist in, in most cases. Well, we created that environment. No, we didn't. Did we? Yeah, we did. But no, nope. we were we were take we were only given certain things to create that environment. 
we were given things to create the environment that we're in. We weren't given anything to create those environments that we were in. You don't think so? Nope. Okay. So speak on that then. So, and and I'm looking at this not too far in the uh, past. Okay. Because uh, what was it? Was it who? What was the group of people who had the ghettos? Was that first the? Was that the Italians or the the Irish? The Irish. That's what it was. They were the yeah. ghetto people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they came over here and they had their ghettos. So mm-hmm. they realized. And their gangs. Right. Mm-hmm. And their gangs. And then they realized, oh, wait, we can put, if we put all these people in one spot, then they'll kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what they started doing. They started making, so you had what, redlining. You had um, other ways where people couldn't get access to capital to get nice things. So they could put them, start corral them um, in one spot i.e. Um, uh, public housing, mm-hmm. bricks, right? So yep. now I, I have systematically controlled you to put you in this one spot. Mm-hmm. And in this one spot, there is no opportunity. There's no business. There's no there's no food. We're, there are food deserts. So I'm forcing you to come over here. So, well, but, but while you're over here, you don't have anything. So now you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. And now you've started fighting with, amongst your brothers and sisters. And now we've created a, a system that that we're in currently today. Now, to add to that, we have our, I'm, and I'm just going to use the Irish for example. My Irish brother comes into my neighborhood and says, hey, look, you want to make some money? I got something for you. Take this drug here and sell it in your neighborhood and get money, right? Mm-hmm. So now we've created another system mm-hmm. that is hurting our neighborhood enriching some people but killing others mm-hmm. right so again we have this this whole systematic problem that we didn't it, we didn't start it it was kind of pushed on us on purpose yeah. that's why we're 400 no we're not 400 years we're 200 and what 228 years behind in the wealth gap um and it's all because of things that happened to us when we had nothing when they were able to control us mm-hmm. so but we had to accept that right now hold on before you answer that because i'm glad you asked that question because kanye got murdered for asking the exact same question you asked now the way he asked it was ridiculous but he asked the exact same question what's that talking about the 400 years did we have to take it did we have to become a part of that environment do we have to accept those circumstances that's that's apples and oranges to me when you're kidnapped and in prison that's Mm -hmm. a totally different thing than accepting you see they give you a drug Mm-hmm. And tell you to sell it to your people. Tell you this is going to harm your people. Mm-hmm. The better it is, yeah. the the more you get them addicted to it, the more the they're going to come spend their money. The more you're going to make. That's totally different than that's being, fair. Being being kidnapped. But if I you're talking about, do we have to accept it? No, so, I'm just, yeah, I'm asking. Okay, do, so do we have to accept knowing that this is going to harm our people? We didn't. However, comma if if We'll take segregated South. If in the segregated South, you're on your side of town, but you work downtown and I don't know, the white folks feel that you're doing too well and they come over to your house and they take you out your house and they hang you. Yeah, I was kidding. And then they hang your other folks and they say, if you ever come in this town and do business, if any of y'all other folks come in this town and do business, we're going to do the same to you. Then out of fear, you're going to accept it. But who was fearing? Who was who? Who 
put the drugs in our neighborhoods. But see, you're you're to, to you, you're saying it. They're they're doing things that's going to kill us. You, when mm-hmm. they but you're talking about drugs. drugs. Well, I'm yeah. talking about the the point that you were making. Do we have to accept it? Mm-hmm. That is the point I am making. Is these are why we accepted these things, not by choice, but by force. So we accepted selling drugs to each other by force. You, we're not. I'm not talking about selling drugs. So I'm I thought that was about, the question we were talking about, right? No, you asked. You asked. Do we did have, we have to, to accept it? Yeah. So did we have to accept selling drugs in our neighborhood? Okay, you didn't say that. I thought you meant. No, no, no. Did no, we no, have no, to no, accept no. the situation that we were put in? And mm-hmm. I'm saying, well, yes, we did. But not no, by I ain't choice, talking about. Force. I ain't talking about that. That whole. Uh, that whole putting them all together and letting them do what they. Yeah, no, but, no. but I'm I, saying accepting selling drugs in our neighborhood. But I think we're, see, we're getting into the weeds because I don't think that was the that were we trying to talk about drugs. I don't think that was the. Well, we're talking about rap music. Is it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like we're getting in the majority weeds of now. rap music you probably listen talking to about. talks about selling drugs. <laughs> yeah. And, so and we ain't in the weeds. We just we speaking on what's what so you, we're okay, talking so about. So you're talking about rap music selling drugs now. No, I'm talking. About, we're talking about does rap music harm or help us? Okay, so now you're specifically talking, and I just want to make sure that I'm that I'm clear. You're talking he, about he wasn't clearly listening. You're, to taking, what we you're, saying. you're talking about drugs in rap music. No, 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 no. The topic of the the topic. I for got today the topic. I got was, that. Does, does rap, rap music, music harm, harm us? or help? But us? now you're talking about drugs that when people rap about it, well, right? Well, well, no, no. We're talking about in our communities now. Do we, we have to accept? Do we selling have to the accept drugs? selling the drugs in our community? And well, I what's think, that have to do with the rap music? Well, well, I think what happened here. Well, the topic here, was brought up. Yeah. And then Joe went into it of what what did you say? And I think I can help the situation. I think what happened is drugs came up as a part of so you got this umbrella mm-hmm. over the top of us as mm-hmm. a part of that, a part of us coming up in these horrible situations that we were a part of. Drugs was a part of that. It wasn't the only thing. So Correct. I think we focused in on the drugs, mm-hmm. but that's just a part of it. Correct. So no, we didn't have to accept the drugs. Okay. We didn't. That was but, the question. And, and I, what I'm saying is we didn't have to accept being slaves either. So when Kanye said that, because you said it's apples and oranges, and I agree it was it's different, but the, the premise is the same. I don't have to accept it, mm-hmm. but there's the reason why I'm accepting it is different, but I'm still accepting it. If you didn't want to be a slave, you didn't have to be. And then you were killed. And then you were killed. So the, I, the options were not terrible. Drugs? My point, you... You there was not a you wouldn't get hung for not selling drugs, but you if you can't feed your, if you couldn't feed your family, if you couldn't feed yourself, then what happens? So, so yeah. circumstantially, the end result is the same. Yeah, you you could potentially die. Potentially die, and but all I'm saying is by the is, hand of yourself or by the hand of someone else. Right, and I'm saying that the what makes them apples and oranges is what you're saying. I'm saying what makes them the same scenario. Kanye's comments and the question you asked is choice. That's all I'm talking on choice. Yeah, you're talking on choice. Same here. And I'm, I'm choice. I'm right it's, there. It's totally different. Yeah, and that, that's why totally I'm saying we're, we're speaking. That's why he was saying yeah. like in the weeds, not necessarily like this is the problem. But when we're talking about the umbrella again, mm-hmm. choice. Yeah. So if, if we're going on the premise of choice mm-hmm. again, they're still having apples and oranges. They're apples and oranges in the sense that. A man can come and kill you, and then life can eventually kill you. Yeah. So, yes, I agree it's there. It's going to be harder if you don't sell drugs. Right. But the point that I'm making is, and it, and, and this, is, this is the part that's the fact. Everything else has been kind of opinion, but for mm-hmm. me the fact is, if I did not want to deal with the trauma from slavery, I could have accepted death as my fate. Mm-hmm. If I didn't want to 
be poor, be on the street, and eventually succumb to or work the environment or work. And and but now we're saying work hard. Like there's a there's a magic key we can put into mm-hmm. the work hard door, and suddenly we come from our circumstances. No, it's gonna take a little bit longer. It w- and, and some some great timing mm-hmm. and some some luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not saying that's not that's not a foreign concept. That's a legit concept, and mm-hmm. I agree with you 100. I'm just saying again when we talk choice, choice is choice. Correct. So you either make the choice A or choice B. Correct. And I'm saying that I see on both scenarios because we can dig deeper into specifically our community, the things that we've had to accept to be able to make it mm-hmm. and what slaves had to accept to be able to make it. And the reality is all it is is evolution. Mm-hmm. The people, the the people who are responsible for putting us in both situations mm-hmm. have evolved. Correct. So that and means we haven't. we haven't as far as. The positive side, mm-hmm. but as far as the the negative consequence, we haven't because the sucky part about being a slave is I can die and leave my family to suffer, mm-hmm. or I can live, make sure my family is okay, and deal with these horrible circumstances. Mm-hmm. Now it's I can either be a robber, I can sell, I can I can I can find some illegal way to make some money because I don't have the degrees that they're now telling me that I then. need. I'm talking about now. So we're talking now. then and now. Okay. So now I have options. You have a lot more options. A lot more options. Drugs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have a lot more options. It's, and it's then, a lot easier to do the other the, the latter of them. Yes. And and then there's the opportunity for me to get a job mm-hmm. and work. And, mm-hmm. and there's all this stuff. But even with that, there's a system there too. So mm-hmm. every choice that we make, and this is why this again, this show is so wonderful for me mm-hmm. because it raises awareness. Like whatever choice we make, mm-hmm. there's a negative connotation or there's a negative, I don't want to say consequence, mm-hmm. but there's some type of impact that's going to be had from whatever decision I make, whether it's corporate America, starting my own business, illegal, whatever I choose to do. So can we change the narrative of that? I think we can. I think we can too. Mm-hmm. But will we change it? No. Nope. Now let's jump back to the question. Let's go back. Let's specifically stick to rap music. Okay. Off the top of your head, either one of you, what is the last collaborative, positive rap song, album, project, whatever that you can think of off the top of your head, just like that? Wait, wait, like a just a, it can be a song or an album or yeah, whatever. song album where where's a collaboration, not just one person, because I think there's a lot of free thinkers out there. Mm-hmm. But when have there when when's the last time you can think of a collaborative effort of people specifically in the rap genre that collaborated on a on a on a project that was meant to uplift and influence positivity in the culture? I can think of two off the top of my head right now. Let me hear. All right. So one uh when nine eleven happened and they made that um uh what's that song? It was like Ja Rule, a couple of the rappers, like Nelly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There was a whole bunch of rappers. Um, what's going on? They did. They redid. Um, Marvin Gaye's What's Marvin Going Gaze. On? Yeah, they redid that. Okay. I can think of that one. That, but that was 2001. Okay. Right? And then I can think of Kendrick Lamar and Schoolboy Q. We're going to be all right. Now. That's a good one. That, those are the two that come to me off the top of my head. Um, also, I can think of just because I've had a. A, a, another second to think about it. I think of Bobby Sessions' whole album. Okay, how? Yes, yeah, that's a good one. It's not a. It's he's pointing out the issues. Mm-hmm. He's letting you know the issues through his through his lyrics. Okay, so I think that that's positive because he's teaching you through that's fair. music. Okay, 
Henry, you and got any? For me, I mean, I can't think of one song, but I pull, I, I'm older, so I listen to rap differently. Okay. I pull the positive out, and I know, I know right from wrong. Right. You, everybody's ingrained with the right and wrong switch. So I can't give you like specific songs, but like I can go to a rapper, pull up a song and listen to it and be like, yeah, that's and motivation. Pull something, yeah. Pull something out of yeah, Tupac. That's the way it is. That's a good one. No, and I think both of y'all are right, and that's wonderful. You want to know the last one I can think of? What's that? And this is going to be the one that sets the precedent. Self-destruction. Oh, that's a good one. Self-destruction. Okay. Now think about that versus every every one of the songs that we just talked about. Because even thinking about We Gonna Be Alright, which is one of my, I love that song. Yeah. But it's, it's reactive. Think right. about it. Think about what Kendrick is saying, even in the hook. Yeah. It's reactive. When is the last time we talked about proactive as a collaborative effort, and I bring up collaborative on purpose because even even what you're talking about, you're talking about Schoolboy and Kendrick. That's two. Yeah. Self destruction was how many? Oh man, it was a whole. Was you a get whole, what I'm saying? Ghost, a whole host of folks. It was whole, the rap. The host of folks. It was the rap version of "We Are the World." Yeah. Right. So my point that I'm making is, it is so much easier now to do your own thing for you to be focused on yourself because they're telling you. And I'm saying telling you not verbally, but based on the acts that, and I say acts because it's, it's fake to me, mm-hmm. based on the acts that we see that are out there right now, all of them are pretty much saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that, okay, we have a formula. Mm-hmm. Again, we talked about the Marvel scenario mm-hmm. where we built this thing out to go 10, 15 years down the road and it's we, all going to connect. It's, yeah. And it, it can't be beat. And it can't be beat. It can't be beat. So now I'm telling you, all right. We started rap this way. We got y'all away from the public enemies and, mm-hmm. and, and all of that. Now we got you in the, uh, uh, what's old boy's name that, that went to jail not too long ago and everybody's making the memes out, uh, Takashi. Yeah. Now you got the other dude from, uh, he's from somewhere in the South, not Atlanta, he's somewhere else. Uh, Are you talking about my main man that be rapping like, what's his name? Uh Oh, I can't think of the dark skin. Yeah. Kodak Black. Kodak Black just got hit up with some ridiculous charges. Mm-hmm. And he got, what, three years? Four, so I think he got served three years. Let me look it up because I thought it was way more than that. I thought, I thought it was three years. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll look, look it up. But, but my point is. out here now, do you believe them? That's why I said it's all an act. Yeah. But why them? is that act acceptable is my point. Because it's a marketing plan for the people to be behind the machine. Ooh, so oh, to answer the question. He faces an additional 60 years in prison yes. off. He got hit with two new felony charges. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, it was something ridiculous. So, so there was a prison fight. They said there was a fight in prison. Well, I, 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 I mean, I can't speak on the circumstances, the situation, because I don't know each individual rapper. But of course, a, a lot of it's not believable. And I don't listen to a lot of new. Music. I'm with you. I'm, a, and that's so to answer your question. It's to a start this show off. Yeah, it, now in that sense, I can see harming because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I put you in this system. This is the marketing. This mm-hmm. is the blueprint for it. Yep. You follow this blueprint, you're going to make millions of dollars. Yep. Because we got people that believe that this is you. Yep. Like Takashi 69 I looked at him and said, this guy's a joke. Yeah. This guy's a joke. Yeah. Like when he was when he was on top of the charts or whatever he was mm-hmm. doing, I said, yeah, this guy's a joke. You can look him in his eyes and tell he's a joke. And then what happens? You see, They put him on that stand. He's telling on Singing. everybody. Got to sing. I was just around them for protection. And then I was figuring they was using me for my money. I didn't want to do it no more. 
and you thought you was going to stop that. Well, no, they're going to, they're going to continue to extort you. Mm -hmm. And the moment you thought you were going to stop, well, well, if you ain't going to give us no more money, we're going to kill you. And, and that's, that's my point. So what happens is to go even further into that part of it, the, that part of the act, mm -hmm. people think that just cause you got some, some shooters around you mm -hmm. that that's who you are. Mm -mm. No, not at all. No, I just understand like Kanye walking through Chicago all just like, like everything's okay. Mm -hmm. That's not real. Mm -mm. Guarantee you got some people around there with him that weren't on camera. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, well, I mean, it was, I can bring you back to a situation when he was in Philadelphia and he was jammed up in a store and he had to call Beanie Siegel to come get him from there. It was like a deli or something. He was going to get food. Really? Yeah. He was jammed up in the store and he had to call Beanie Siegel to get him out of there. He wasn't going to let him out of there. See? See what I'm saying? That, so, it, I mean, that's where I'm going. A, so, a lot, but you can, Kanye's never been that guy. He's not. He's not he's at all. He's never yeah. been that guy You're to right. portray that. He's never portrayed that. Right. Now he's he's a clown, but he's never went, oh, I I'm don't know. Yeah, he never yeah. played that tough guy role. I, I mean, when he played the tough guy role beating up the cameraman, he beat up a cameraman. Yeah. Let's think about that. Now, not to say the cameraman was soft, but he looked at him and said, Okay, I can pick and choose my battle with this guy. I'll take this one before I take that one. My point yeah. exactly. You, you might be right. And I guess all I'm saying is that is all we see. Mm-hmm. Because to your point, I think that's what a mature mind can do. A mature mind can go and find any situation, any scenario. And mm -hmm. I say this to my wife all the time, so she's going to laugh when she hears this. Mm -hmm. But I'm a big believer in the sifting for gold concept. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. Give me the information. I'm going to sift through it. Mm -hmm. All the dirt and stuff I can't use is going to fall out the bottom. Mm -hmm. But those little nuggets of gold that are still there, I'm going to keep those. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's capable of doing what you're doing when you listen to those records. Mm -hmm. Because mentally emotionally they have not matured gotcha. so when they hear a kodak black they can't pull nothing positive out of that they except can't. for the fact that hey you came from the hood i came from the hood i can be a rapper one day and be and be wealthy one day too or i can do what he's doing and he's saying he's doing in his lyrics absolutely and that is why i'm saying that there's a negative impact because the people paying those checks to mm -hmm. those folks that are making the money they don't care <laughs> they're the ones that say here's the formula mm -hmm. You continue to be you. Mm -hmm. Do you be real, be raw, be authentic, and you'll make your money. Mm -hmm. I watched a YouTube video uh, some years back, and it was talking about, uh, I don't remember who the, it was a rapper, and I don't think he was a well-known rapper. I think he was a guy who got into rap thinking this is what I wanted to do because mm -hmm. he was, you know, he had bars, right? Right. So he's he said he was talking to some execs, and they're like, hey, yeah, we know that you, you know, you can rap and you do this, this, and this. However, we want you to do it like this person over here, mm -hmm. or like, you know, this. Like, I'm just gonna use the mumble rap. What's going on right now? Yeah. If you rap like this, then we can market you this way, and you'll make this much more money. Yeah. Than if we just had you rap regular, because yep. we can't, we can't do anything like that. So you can either take this contract and rap, rap the way we want you to rap, or you can, you know, rap the way you want to rap and we ain't going to pay you. Right. So, you you know, you had this guy who had to make this choice like, well, dang, do, do I, do I, you know, jeopardize my, my career and what, and my person, do I jeopardize all that for this money mm -hmm. or like, do I sacrifice my style, my flow to make this little bit of money or what do I do? Yep. And he said, I couldn't, I just couldn't grapple with that. So I, I didn't sign with them. Yeah. 
He said, I, I remain independent. That way I can make my own money. I can control my own product. Stuff. Yeah. Because I mean, let's, let's be real. We listen, we listen to music now. The first off, there's like four people out with the same name, little baby, the baby. Um, is there, is there another baby somewhere? I don't know. It's, it's, From it's a bunch cash of baby. money. Yeah. You got baby, little baby, the baby. <laughs> I'm sure there's another baby I'm out sure. there somewhere. I'm sure. But I mean, you got all these dudes, but, and and granted, Dub Baby has a different flow than a lot of people, but a lot of these other rappers have this this mumble rap because when um what was that group um, Migos came out, that was that was kind of well they weren't mumble mumble rapping, but they were doing that. So then everybody started doing that, and Drake started doing that. You know what I'm saying? Now people doing this mumble rap. Now everybody's starting to do this mumble rap stuff now, and that's what's starting to sell. What I've also noticed is that. Um, a lot of music that's starting to sell is this auto-tune stuff, mm-hmm. but it's auto-tune mixed with like punk rock rap. Yeah. Have you noticed that? I haven't yet. Like, that's but... a new, that's like this new thing that's going, it's almost like emo rap music. Ah. And that's starting to sell now. But I don't know. Um, we're coming up against a heartbreak, so I guess we're going to have to pay some bills. But when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. Again, this is Black Guy Therapy. We'll be right back. Yeah. Hey, 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 we back already. <laughs> I ain't let it play that long today. Hey, Todd, we live? We live, baby. Um, So before we, we left, we were talking about rap and if it's, well, I guess really we were, we were focused on um, what the, what the drugs aspect, I guess that's, well, that's a big part of it. Yeah. That was yeah. a big part of it. So we talked about the damage, you know, the damage that rap music can do potentially, yeah, potentially. Right. Mm-hmm. So I guess now, and just sitting here listening to both of y'all talk, I have a question. Okay. Shoot. So is, and this is my question. And, and even though we, we say that the rap music can potentially harm, can it potentially help? I mean, let's think about, and, and the reason I say that, because I think back to, um, you know, I think of Public Enemy mm-hmm. and all the things that they were talking about. Um, was it Chuck D? Is that the Chuck, name? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's he's out here talking about social issues that, that are going on. Currently, yeah. And I, I also think back to um, uh, N.W.A., mm-hmm. right? NWA was talking that hardcore rap. However, the they message. did bring some. The, a lot of the message was like, "Hey, look, the police are are tearing Fuck us apart, yeah. right?" Yeah, and I'm tired of that. Yeah. Like it was this this rebellion, this call to the to the to the American people or the American black person. Like, hey, look, they're screwing us. Yep. We ain't got to take stand it. Stand your ground, right? So you you got that, <laughs> and then you it, like that. <laughs> you man, that was that that was hilarious. You go forward. I hope people caught that. (laughs) You go forward now. And even like I was talking about earlier with Bobby Sessions, and he's not, I'm a fan. He's not that popular yet. He's Mm -hmm. not like super mainstream. But, you know, he's talking about issues that affect black men, black women, you know, people in color in general. Yeah. And trying to bring light to a problem and and give you some type of, um, you know, because literally music is 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 um is a is 
imagery of the mind, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't, I mean, you, you listen to it, but you can't, it's not like you're watching television, right? right? You have to literally make up what's going on in that man, as this man is rapping to yeah. you. Um, you have to make up what's going on in your head and, and draw your own conclusions. So you have these rappers who have, you know, at times been controversial because they sound like they're, they're you know, rallying against the establishment, but they are rallying against the establishment and they are trying to get other people of color to see that, hey, look, it's not all glitz and glam. Yeah. There are some real problems going on in our neighborhoods. Yep. Now, to, to Henry's point earlier, you know, we're talking about, well, we're talking about the drugs, but is it is it fair to say that... Um, People that that you know these rappers, they're, 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 all they're rapping about is what they've experienced in life, right? This is this is a way for them to vent. Like we have black guy therapy, right? Yeah, that's their therapy. Their therapy is is venting about things that go on in their neighborhood, the drugs, um, the sex, the money, all the things that they see on a on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. This is how the, they vent. Now, how people on the outside take that music, I think that's you know that's up to their own interpretation, but. Yeah. You know, back to to my point. Yeah, music. It we it this rap music has the potential to damage, but does it have the potential to heal? Yeah, I give you I give you two quick examples. Well, two quick things I want to say. You mentioned earlier Tupac. For me, I love Tupac, and and it goes beyond just the rap. Like when again, I like to look at things big picture. Him as a rapper, we know what he was. His, he wasn't the greatest lyricist ever, but it was something about him that was captivating. His ability to draw you in and connect with you on an individual level, personal level, was spectacular. His messaging also. But see, what happens is you get a guy like Tupac who will, who will, will go hard against the establishment, but then he'll come back and talk about M.O.B. <laughs> you get right. what I'm saying? Right, right. So, so sometimes that can be a mixed message. And again, when I said earlier about maturity, if you're not mature, then you can't under, you can't differentiate between the entertainment mm-hmm. and the, the conscious facts, mm-hmm. the stuff that's really meant to build you up. I can't discern between the two. So the one that I connect more to is the MOB side, as opposed to the uh, dear mama side. Now is that because or what, Brenda had a baby side? Is that what, is that because what, because let's be real, the, gen- the 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 people who are consuming a lot of this music are teenagers mm-hmm. and young young adults. So mm-hmm. you're, you know, I would say anywhere from thirteen to twenty nine, thirty, 30 yeah. right? Th- these are your main consumers. Now we have television. Mm-hmm. Now what do we see when we're looking at television and we're watching any movie and there's black people associated with it? What are we doing in those movies? Primarily the same stuff. The same stuff. Now primarily those are things that they rap about, right? right. So does, is that why they take to that MOB side versus the dear mama side? I think so. And I think, again, songs like that get promoted by the other side more than our side mm-hmm. because it can be used as a tool to divide. Yeah. So the second point I was going to make is l- let me play it first. Wale is, to me, a special character. He was one of those guys that if you if you like if you we're all sports guys, we talk sports a lot. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if Michael Jordan left the Bulls and went and joined the Pistons or went and joined the Lakers or the the Celtics? You wouldn't have the same Michael Jordan, right? No, he he would have right. been a part of something and he still would have been a great player, but he wouldn't have been the Michael Jordan we've all come to know and love. I think I think he would have. 
Just because the jersey changed doesn't mean the players change. It doesn't, but let's be honest. You're on a team with a bunch of Hall of Famers. There's not enough balls to go around legitimately in that scenario. What are you talking about, the Pistons? Pistons, Celtics, Lakers. I'm no, talking no, about any of the great. No, but you said the Pistons, right? The Pistons team. As, as one. Well, yeah, I mean, you said a bunch of Hall of Famers. That's very subjective. Very subjective. Okay, so you got three on that team. Huh? Joe D, Isaiah, Dennis. Yeah. Den- yeah. Okay. That's, that's okay. Three. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, I'm saying like Den- Dennis wasn't a, a Hall of Famer with the Pistons. But he's my still, point is, but no, I get, I get what fame. you're saying. I get yeah. what you're saying. You're trying to, you're yeah, trying right. to, you're trying to pull, pick, pull apart. Pick, pick it apart. Like, <laughs> no, we're talking in general. I mean, yeah. well, we no, can't you, go sports because right. if we you're go right. sports, I, I got to dig in. I, and that's fair. Man, that's fair. We can't just let so let's let's just talk about Lakers and Celtics then. If you were to join one of those two teams, where like the starting five and like two guys off the bench on both teams are Hall of Famers, is that fair? That's subjective as well. All but, right, see, just, but okay, we're go, right, let's go to the point. Yeah, go to the my point. My point is, Wale was Michael Jordan. Now, that doesn't mean he was the best rapper of all time. I'm saying, on his own, standing as an individual, he was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Right. When he went and joined Maybach, he became a part of a team. Mm-hmm. And what happened to him? Ooh, we kind of fell off a little bit. Just a little or bit, right? Or at least to me. And and a lot of my friends who listened to him felt kind of the same way that he was. And it's like, man, he, he got away from what he what he normally did. Yes. I felt I felt slighted. I felt slighted because I was like, he doesn't fit that team. Mm-mm. He's a great, great scorer. Why did he go over here where they got four guys that are already scorers? He's not going Kevin to be. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Clay Thompson. Yeah. Steph Curry. And yeah. Draymond Green. That's, that's what he did. And I was like, financially, I get it. We make choices sometimes based on the the financial implication. Mm-hmm. Right. But in this case, when you hear this. But he's still on that team, though. And he never left that team, but he wasn't able to speak to it the way he was on that. Because you get what I'm saying? You can't go to, once you go to, once you, your, your situation, your surroundings, you should never change who you are to the core. Mm-hmm. Never let anything change who you are to the core. He went there. And let something change him to the core he was. Now he's back to the person that he was. Yeah. And that's um, that's sad. Yeah. Because, so, again, this is answering your question that you just asked. Can music be uplifting since we know it can also tear down? Yes. That song right there, Sue Me. And, and I, I got to thank Todd for bringing this song to my attention because I didn't, I, again, I was I was off the Wale train. I was like, I'm, I, I can't listen to him. Everything he's doing or that he's on as a feature as a part of this group it sounds like these folks that are part of this group. That's not what I was right. accustomed to hearing from him. So I was like, I'm done. But then I listened to this and I put it on repeat for like an hour or two, just this one song. Mm-hmm. And I'm in my mind, I'm doing like Henry does when I make my basketball points. I'm picking it apart. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, this is the dude that I remember. Mm-hmm. And not only is it him being authentic to himself, but what he's saying even is uplifting. It's like he's being authentic to the culture. Yes. And it's like, man, everything that he's talking about in here from uh, uh, Taraji and what's the dude's name? I I can't remember the dude, the the name, but he was saying how he envied envied their relationship and he always wanted that. Mm -hmm. And and shouting out to like Issa and stuff like that. Yeah. Even the the sue me. I'm I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's what she said at the award show that time. You know what I mean? So it's like he's supporting her in what Mm -hmm. she said. He's going out there saying, I'm, I feel the same way, Issa Rae. I'm going to do the same thing for my people. And when I hear this, it, it encourages me. It makes me feel good. I'm like, yes, thank you for getting out here and saying how I feel. I am. I love my people, and I'm rooting on every last one of them. So 
forgive me for rooting on them, but that's just what it is. Right. You either gonna hate it or love it. And I feel completely uplifted by songs like that. Okay. So do you think? So <laughs> this is this is an interesting question. With the way music is, cause cause let's be real, you know, white folks here, um, and, and not and not every white person, but a lot of a lot of people, um, a lot of like white <laughs> folks or just people who don't understand black music, they mm-hmm. hear. They hear the hard beats and they hear all the cussing and they're instantly turned off. And then they hear the message like, you know, I'm going to do this to so-and-so and I got all these bands and all that. You know, they're turned off. Mm-hmm. Right. And it creates some stereotypes about black people. Absolutely. Right. So we have how do we combat because um, because rap music's not going away. No. It will forever evolve. Yeah. Because in each decade, the music changes. Yes. Um, but how do we combat our um, our Caucasian counterparts who are like, you know, if they hear us listening to rap music, you know, they feel some type of way about it. How do mm-hmm. we how do we combat that? Because we've seen I mean, let's just go back a few years ago where we had those kids that were killed at that gas station for listening to uh, rap music. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's almost like we have a target on our back for listening to music that our culture has, you know. Yeah. Brought up. Celebrated for yeah. you. Yeah, I get you. But That's, I, I, I ask you this, Todd. You can't answer a question with a question. Right. No, no, no. Because you said <laughs> you said uh you said rap music. How do we feel when our counterparts I mean well, they, how they when they stereotype when they stereotype us? us. Mm-hmm. But I would I would argue that with rap music doesn't stereotype us as bad as the media does. That that's fair, and I think he was not that he was saying the music does, but yeah, yeah. people's perception yeah, of perception. us. Yeah. No, I get what he's saying. Yeah. No, no, I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is like, how do we feel about the media then? How do you feel? I mean, because we it's a lot of things that stereotype us mm-hmm. that's not true. Mm-hmm. So I, they listen. We we're never going to win that battle with the rap music thing. That's right. too far gone. But I think I think I and this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there has been a narrative pushed about black people for a very long time right mm-hmm. even in mm-hmm. movies where we know the same thing mm-hmm. we know that mm-hmm. but when you when you couple media like tv visual media mm-hmm. when you when you couple visual media with the rap music that is coming out now yep. it amplifies that message the belief that, that is true that they have about mm-hmm. us right correct yep. So that's how do we how do we fix that is, is the question. So we can't. So and, and let me go into more detail. I because I, I I'm too I'm too young compared to the lifespan of this earth to be able to say what can and can never happen. I don't know. But what I can say factually is this. I don't think we can until mm-hmm. our counterparts and not just white, but any other culture that dominates a specific genre of music reggaeton calypso you name it rock and roll whatever it is every genre like if you turn on a rock and roll song right now like a hard rock like that grunge metal heavy metal yeah and you listen to them when they're screaming can you understand anything that they're saying no i have no idea Mm -hmm. it just sounds like they're talking from the throat (laughs) so now think about that that's the same thing white folks hear when they listen to rap and i think if no if no culture that is not a part of that genre that's that that's their baby they're not going to understand it and if nobody can acknowledge that part first then it doesn't matter 
if I can't acknowledge to you that, hey, when I listen to rock and roll, I don't know what they're saying. So I'm immediately turned off by it. Mm -hmm. If I can't be honest enough to say that, then the narrative, what you decide you want to believe based, none of that matters. You're going to have your own perception and you're going to hold on to it. Mm -hmm. If you can't check yourself at the door and be like, oh, yeah, I can't say all rock and roll music is about kill your kids, kill your mom. Yeah. I don't know what they're saying, so I can't say that, but that's the narrative. Right. You ask a lot of black folks what it sounds like, you listen to the jokes they make about the music, that's what they say. Yeah. So if, if we're doing it, white folks are doing it too. Oh, yeah, no doubt you, about it. You get it. what I'm saying? So yeah. that's, that, that would have to happen first. If that doesn't happen, then it doesn't matter. And I think, and, and again, I, I, think, I think that, mu- here's the thing, music is, all music is is generally the same you take away the beats you take away how it's delivered the message is still the same right it's still somebody bleeding Mm -hmm. from from their spirit Mm -hmm. right um and i I think about this because i I used to argue with people that i can't listen to rap i can't listen and and i'm like well i can't listen to country which i can i can tolerate country i like some country music right but it's like but the point i was trying to make to them like you got to understand we're talking about the same thing here, right? These rappers may be, they may be talking about, yeah, I'm going to go smoke and, 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 you know, get some head, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But in country music, they're saying the same thing. They just say it differently. I'm going to go out by the barn, drink me a couple beers Beers. with my lady. Right. (laughs) They they just, they just let you. The insinuation is different, but but it's the same. It's the same thing. And I think that, I mean, music is like that. It It, is. And it is again to your point like if we don't if 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 other cultures don't acknowledge that you know we i don't understand mm-hmm. let me understand mm-hmm. like if they don't acknowledge that then we won't get anywhere and it's, it's all delivery when we talk about this on the show all the time when we get together mm-hmm. we're loud yeah. we're aggressive mm-hmm. if people aren't used to that they're going to be taken aback they're going to be nervous they're not going to want to be a part of that Mm-mm. So it's so funny anytime we start talking because that the point you make is a fantastic one. Think about sexual healing from Marvin Gaye. When I get that feeling. Now think about the music we listened to. Same thing. Growing up, it was the same thing, but it was yeah. just it was a little more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And right now it's super aggressive. Now it's super. Now it's <laughs> off the charts aggressive. Yeah, yeah. They straight up telling you, yeah. hey, this is what I want right now. So, but our parents, our parents were like, you don't need to be listening to that. But then you hear and you're like, Marvin Gaye is. Literally saying the same. sexual healing. What he, I know what he he's talking about. Yeah, he ain't talking about tiny shoes. That's right. <laughs> so it's it's always interesting that like even we're talking about I say this all the time, cultures, there are subcultures within cultures. So you got your older folks that are black that don't think this is okay. Then you got this group, our age, then you got the age behind us, the age behind them. In every group, music changes what? Like we said, every yeah. ten years in hip hop? Yeah, about mm-hmm. ten years. Every 10 years or so, there's some type of adaptation and evolution to the music. So when my two, my 11 and my three-year-old, oh my God, my 11-year-old, the music they're listening to right now, I'm like, man, this is ridiculous. This is so dumb. But wait until my three-year-old is 11 years old, the music she's going to be listening to. So again, just to kind of go back to that point, if drugs, killing, what we do with women, all of this stuff, None of that matters if we're not able to say what you just said, which is in rock and roll, they talking about having sex. In country, they talking about it. 
In the opera, they talking about it. Mm-hmm. Every genre talks about the same stuff. It's all delivery. It's all delivery. And, and the way that we interact as a people, it comes out in the music. Same is the case with every other culture. Like we say, white folks fight. Don't, get, don't think for a second white folks don't be fighting when they go right. out to the, to the bars and to the clubs. Right. Just not broadcast. It's just different. Yeah, they're not, they not holding their phones up talking about world stars. Right. Yeah. They actually, some of them actually some of them try might. to oh, break it up, break yeah. it up. Where our people, we go like, mm-mm, you asked for that ass whooping, you, you don't receive this. it. You about to take this one. <laughs> and yeah, elegant a mouth thing. with a hummingbird ass. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's just our people, man. Like, we're just, we're just different. I never heard that one before. Yes, sir. Your mouth writing checks that check. Can't can't catch. Catch. Yeah, I heard that one. They bounce a lot. and you out of your way, clash. You want to survive? Ti, Ti, stop. Like eggs and break fast. <laughs> stop, Ti, stop, stop. <laughs> B, I think I'm. I'm glad we brought this one up, uh, and I want to say this. Uh, how, how much time we got, Todd? We got about twelve minutes. All right, cool. I'm gonna say this oh, real well, quick. We got some time now. We got, lo- we got <laughs> a little. Time. You know when it's coming. The time. I had to, yeah, I had uh, to stop early. You got about five minutes. <laughs> so, Two minute warning given. My. I'm going to issue out a challenge today. To all of my brothers, okay. to all men, not just in our culture, but to all men worldwide. The funniest thing to me is when we will listen to music where they dog out women. We notice, right? This happens all the time. Dogging out a woman. Yeah. Talking about what we're going to do with her, how we're going to use her up, and then we're done, we're gone. Mm-hmm. But then when we want to get into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, the expectations change yeah. for what they're supposed to do. Now they can't do the hot girl summer. <laughs> Isn't that something? So how do you as a man, like the insecurities that I see from men on a daily basis mm-hmm. is interesting. Mm-hmm. Because they'll love the music and they'll be singing the songs hard word as they possibly word can. Word. But let that girl cheat on them. Baby, please, why are you doing Oh, baby? my God. <sighs> yeah. Then we have the nerve to talk bad about women mm-hmm. when they go and get the surgeries mm-hmm. and, and get the butt injections and, and all the work done. But then the videos we watching on YouTube, same thing, Snapchat, wherever, same it's thing. those women. Mm-hmm. So we're presenting this image of what type of women we want to see, but we're being fake because those ain't even the type of women that we'll bring home. Mm-mm. So I'm challenging us, men in general. Mm-hmm. I hear so much. I'm I'm real. I, I keep it real. I keep many, it real. But see, that's the thing. How many men gonna be real with themselves to admit that they have that problem? That's my point. So what are we talking about here, Joe? So I'm asking now. You asking, but Bro, I that, mean, and, and that's, that's the point of this podcast. That's it, right? That's <laughs> it. We asking, we asking questions and holding ourselves to a standard. Mm-hmm. Like as men, we supposed to. We're supposed to. But how many men are gonna be real and say, "Yep, I have that flaw." And my my responsibility. My obligation to my culture mm-hmm. is to get on here as a man who's matured enough to be able to say Correct. this and, and check myself on it. Mm-hmm. It's my responsibility to now say it to other people. Correct. So that's the only reason why I'm saying this. No, no, no. no. I get what I, yeah. I, I know what our mission is. Yeah. But I'm asking the question to those same men that said they're real. Mm-hmm. How many of them going to be able to check that ego at the door? I, I can't. Ooh. Do you know what type of familial structures we could have consistently? If men were able to check themselves on stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it would no longer be an issue with anything going on in the world. Man, if you keep your house in order, you can keep anything in order. It because would not be an issue with anything going on in the world right now to this day. 
what, if we checked our egos at the door. What, what it tells me, if you're able to legitimately call yourself to the table mm-hmm. on your shortcomings, your flaws, it tells me that nobody has that control or that power over you. Now you can actually live. Now I can live. Now you don't you control me. Live. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I do get emotional sometimes when it comes to my wife. Yeah. I don't want her to cheat. So that means I'm not going to. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do this. I will bring her flowers. I will do this stuff to make her feel special mm-hmm. because I love her. I'm not going to not do it because this rapper over here told me uh, uh, I'm going to put $100 on the dresser. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm going to bounce. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I can't go for that. Yeah. And then that's when you that's I mean, you know, that's that's the issues that we have today. Yep. That solves a lot of problems. If we check our ego, swallow our pride. Yep. Say, you know what? I was in the wrong. You were right. Ooh. And mean it. And mean it, yeah. And mean it. And, and then let your actions yeah. follow suit. Yeah. But then you got to fight the culture because the culture says that you don't do those things. Ooh. Well, it's a lot of chiefs, no Indians. Now, that's racist. <laughs> See, I, <laughs> and I didn't even mean it that way. I know what you mean. It's one of those okay. things. It's well, like watching the Redskins and being okay with yeah. it, which I'm not, but that's another topic another day. Well, you know, when you feel, when you feel like you got enough money, you, I name it whatever I want to name. Yeah, that's but, what they know, do. You're right. Different topic, different day. You're right. Well, let me use this analogy. A lot of generals and not enough soldiers. That's fair. That is fair. What were you saying, Todd? I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's. I, I do want to issue that challenge because uh, I think that's huge. I think that what you just said, pride, ego, uh, absolutely has destroyed our community because we've misrepresented what pride is mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Pride is not, now he stepped pride, on my shoes. Now pride means a whole other thing, Boy. But, but we're not going to get into that one. True. We're not going to go into that. That's, that's the next yeah. evolution. Yeah, that's yeah. another one. But yeah, it's, it's no longer you stepped on my shoes, now we got to fight. Or you bumped into me and, and you said, excuse me, but now other people are looking, so I gotta I gotta act this way. Yeah. Or somebody or even just came. Let him step on your shoes. Like yeah, that. yeah. Man, man he just bumped off. you. You ain't just wipe. Or off. or somebody did say something crazy to you. Mm-hmm. So you mean you have to react? Mm-mm. You have to? Because if you don't, distance, somebody. So, you know, from a distance, people can't determine who's the fool. Man, when you, you ain't sitting lying. there arguing with them, you can't determine who's the fool. You ain't lying. Everybody plays the fool. That's in love. So. No exception to this rule. No exception. That means not just love. <laughs> so, hey, 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 Ty, give them the give them the email, and the men that are gladly that are willing to accept Joe's challenge, email us and let us know, and we'll reply. Yeah, and if you made it this far, I'm gonna go ahead and give you the email. It's bgtcast at gmail I think we might need to change that because if you put a never mind, I ain't gonna do it. Uh, L, <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's Lord. funny though. BGTcast at gmail.com Again, it's BGTcast at gmail.com Shoot us a line, people. But believe it or not, people do email us. Yeah. Um. So shoot us, shoot us a line. Let us know. We we won't. We will keep it anonymous. We won't. We won't air you out. Yeah. I'll talk about you. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to hear success stories. I want to hear people who have actually been able to. Swallow call the themselves price. call themselves to the table mm-hmm. put it all out there and and i mentioned um my my my, my main man that was actually on the show mm-hmm. uh, jamar he created the formula and part of that formula was when there's a situation that goes wrong in your life spend some time to think about all right everything about this situation that happened what did i do yeah don't how could i have done it better yeah stop looking for somebody else to be mm-hmm. at fault start with yourself and even if you're not at fault how could i have helped to avoid this just all of the stuff that you could do to mm-hmm. be responsive as opposed to reactive. Mm-hmm. 
and and again to your ego and pride statements it's it's been so misutilized mm-hmm. in our community for so oh my every fight that i saw growing up every last one of them none of them had to happen they were, it wasn't where somebody slapped somebody's little sister and they was beating them up because, no it was all oh you did this in front of people now i gotta do this or else i'm gonna look like a punk hey but you i think i know where that started you remember when we were younger and and somebody put a piece of paper or a stick on your shoulder and they said, knock it off. Knock it off uh-huh. Now, when you knock that stick off the individual's shoulder, it was going down. It had to be a fight. Yeah. So now we're reactive to anything. Yeah. yeah. I think that's where all that started. Yeah. And I, I again, it all it all goes back to what I was just saying. There's a level of maturity, mentally and emotionally, that we all have to be able to reach. Mm-hmm. And because there's so much mental illness in our community. We got to know it's a whole lot of people that ain't there, that ain't ready to do the right things because mentally they are unstable. I always say if your emotions take control and dictate your actions, you're out of control as a human being. And until you get those things in check, you're just going to be an out of control human being Facts. until you can find some way, whether it's talking to somebody, whether it's growing up, whether it's going through some trauma, whatever it is to where you start stopping and thinking first before you react. You're out of control. Mm-hmm. And I'm cutting you off. <laughs> Perfect Heartbreak. timing. Heartbreak. Mm-hmm. All right. So we literally got about a minute and a half. All right. So say what you got to say. Final thoughts. Go ahead, brother. I'm going I'm to I'm piggyback off you today. But my final thought is based off the challenge. Okay. Men, take some time. Check yourself. Be willing to acknowledge and admit your flaws in front of people. That way you take your power back because we're only hiding from people we're not hiding from ourselves all the time we can be honest with ourselves but can we be honest about ourselves in front of other people yeah you can you can lie to other people but you can't lie to yourself that's right you are who you are that's right can't lie you're the only person that's gonna wake up with you mm-hmm. well i take that back i mean you the, know the real you the real you yeah yeah, yeah. Not, you can lie to a lot of people yeah not your representative but you can't lie to you you can't lie to yourself yeah so you know i, I second the notion of joe what joe's saying and I, I, we would love to hear the success stories. I would. And, and the, the admitting the flaws. If, if you need us, you need any kind of counseling. No, nah, I'm just playing. We ain't counseling. We ain't certified, but yeah, we, we would love counseling. to talk with you. Yeah, we'll talk with you. We'll, we'll give you all the advice we can. But you know, I mean, there it is. There it is. So again, this is Black Guy Therapy. Um, and again, this is a therapeutic podcast. Um, you know, the thing I'm gonna leave you with is. Always be true to yourself. Don't act like you have to or never feel that you have to uh, not be yourself. Be yourself all, all the time. time. Don't don't you ain't got to change for nobody else. Just be yourself. Yep. And I promise you, you're going to be all right. Yep. So with that, we ain't got nothing else to say. And our time is running thin, literally seconds. So I guess we out. Peace. Peace and love.